This is RMB's Data Analytics Podcast with Matthew Burnett, where we look at the insightful role that data analytics plays for decision makers. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Data Analytics Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Burnath. I'm the head of Data Analytics at Rand Merchant Bank. And with me today is Etienne LaRue. Etienne is the chief economist at RMB. Etienne, the first question I want to ask you is about the different types of economists. Are there different types of economists? And if so, what type are you? <laughs> well, the short answer is yes. There are many different types of economists. Um, just remember, when we deal with economics, um, it's a social science. And it essentially um, consists out of two subfields, so microeconomics and macroeconomics. And microeconomics deals with detail, so price theory, what determines the cost of a product, how do you divide labor, how do you determine the wage of a particular uh, worker or whatever the case is, so detail, nitty-gritty. When you talk about macroeconomics, it's big picture stuff. So typically topics that you would study would include um, the global economy, international trade, um, public finance, money and banking, uh, inflation, growth, whatever the case is. So what I'm trying to say is that you can actually be an analyst slash economist in any of these fields. So you can be a microeconomist, you can be an economist specializing in the labor market, you can be an economist specializing in public finance, and if you specialize in public finance, you'll probably end up working in the budget office at National Treasury. If you specialize in money and banking and monetary policy, you would probably work at the central bank. Okay, so if you want to label me, I think my sticker will say macroeconomist. Okay, so, um, and I say that is because I need to know something about a, a lot of other things. And the, a lot of other things is all these macro things that I spoke spoken about before. If you think about it, um, all of these things, it's labor market, it's global economics, it's inflation, all of those things directly or indirectly will have an influence on the environment in which R&B operates and our clients operate. And we need to understand those things. So essentially what you're saying, if you take into account all the different factors, you, you know, if you take in, in inflation, labor markets to understand the, the larger environment, mm-hmm. what you're saying is that without data and without the different data points from all of those different factors, you can't really do your job. Exactly, exactly. So if you don't have data, you don't have anything to analyze. And if you, you can't analyze something, um, you're not going to be able to draw conclusions. And if you can't draw a conclusion, you're not going to be able to think about the implications of a particular event, okay? Um, if we don't have data, how can you build a sophisticated econometric model as a tool to help you predict the future or predict economic growth or inflation or whatever the case is? Uh, without data, you can't test your theory, you know? Something happens somewhere in the world and you have a theory as to try and explain why this is happening, but if you've got no data, how can you verify whether you're on the right track um, or not. Um, uh, and a previous colleague of mine used to say that economist without data is like a dentist without a drill. <laughs> I think that is a spot on description. <laughs> so in the context of this, just remember, um, um, you and I had good experience um, around this whole issue um, at the height of the COVID crisis, um, March, April. Remember, um, as economists, we were actually sailing blindly for a, for a period of time 
because literally Statistics SA, the official body that needs to calculate and collect data, um, was not available and able to do their work because COVID-19 meant that Statistics SA couldn't send their field workers to collect data and whatever the cases. So uh, there was a time period where we actually didn't have data to analyze. And thank goodness for FMB, okay, because we at the time were able to, to um, analyze F&B transactional data um, and we could derive interesting findings and conclusions from that data. Remember, you were central in that whole, in that whole exercise where we could um, suddenly gather information and we could get a good idea of how consumer behavior is changing in response to COVID-19. Where did they start to buy their stuff? What did they buy? How did they buy it? Uh, remember the, the, the um, salary accounts at FMB that we analyzed to get a sense of how big is the COVID knock to the labor market. If we didn't have that data, um, you know, we would not have been able to package the data. Uh, you did the data analytics, I put a macroeconomic spin on it, and we could present interesting stuff to our clients and our stakeholders and our colleagues. And I think that was, that was quite important for me. A absolutely. And I can imagine that the, the world has definitely changed as we are able to now tap into that high frequency Correct. data Correct. on a more timely basis. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was a very valuable uh, piece of information, a piece of the puzzle at the height of COVID crisis. And luckily, we could have the data, analyze it, draw conclusions and share our findings. Fantastic. Etienne, as a seasoned economist, what do you think is the most important quality for an economist to have? Is it the ability to have a, a look at the data and be able to analyze the data? Is it the ability to build forecast models? Uh, all of the above and some. <laughs> so I think, I think an important skill um, or ability of a good economist is to take um, complex data, technical information, um, do analysis, um, derive your findings and conclusions and then um, package that in such a way that it is easy to understand, easy to consume um, so that people can actually relate to, to that. And I think, I think it, is, it is something that you develop over time. I don't think it's, it's something that you, you, you have you know, from the, from the get-go. I think it is a skill that you develop over time um, and I think it's quite important. And it's, and it's then a question of, uh, if you package the data, how do you communicate it? And I think that's where data visualization comes in. You know, put the data uh, in a graph, in a presentation, with a golden thread that runs through your story, tell it in such a way that people can actually understand what you're trying to, to do here. You know, if you spend hours and hours analyzing data and you've got an interesting theory Okay, but um, it gets lost in terms of how you spread the message or tell the story. That would be a pity that you don't want that. Um, and I think that's, that, is, that is quite important. And it's not only about um, presenting your data in an easy and user-friendly fashion, but it's also write it in a similar fashion. And I think that is quite challenging, but that is what you can learn over time. Etienne, I think you really hit the nail on the head there, that it's very much about taking raw data 
that is complete, almost gibberish to, to most people that don't actually understand it right. and translating that into an, an easily accessible manner, even to people that don't necessarily come from an economics background. 100%. 100%. And I think that is where the value really comes um, to the fore. Um, if, uh, um, you know, our clients, colleagues can actually use the data and incorporate it in their budgeting and planning processes and how they think about a strategy um, on the back of the information, information that you give them, um, that's where you hit the spot. So then, Etienne, my final question then is, if we can build good enough predictive models based on all the data that we have, do we even need economists <laughs> anymore? Uh, yeah, that's a joke. <laughs> um, uh, probably, but then again, uh, if, you, if you build this sophisticated model and this good model, and that model for sure is built on hundreds, if not thousands of relationships. You need an economist that understands the relationships that go into the model. So mm, I think we would still have a job. And also importantly, it is not only about the model, but you also need someone that can interpret the result. And I think that is where economists over time develop a feeling. You know, you can have a very good forecast model and it spits out a particular figure. But you need someone to say, but you know what, that figure doesn't look right. It's maybe too big. It doesn't necessarily make sense. A robot can't do that. I, I agree. It's definitely all about interpreting the result and making the result make sense for Absolutely. the audience. Absolutely. Etienne, thanks so much for joining us on the sure, podcast man. today. Sure. Thank you for listening to RNB's Data Analytics with Matthew Bernath podcast. Subscribe now for more episodes.